Section 5 of Passages from the Life of a Philosopher. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Passages from the Life of a Philosopher by Charles Babbage. Section 5. Difference Engine Number 1. Part 1. Oh, no, we never mention it. Its name is never heard. Difference Engine Number 1. First Idea at Cambridge, 1812. Plan for Dividing Astronomical Instruments. Idea of a Machine to Calculate Tables by Differences. Illustration by Piles of Cannonballs. Calculating machines comprise various pieces of mechanism for assisting the human mind in executing the operations of arithmetic. Some few of these perform the whole operations without any mental attention when once given the numbers have been put into the machine. Others require a moderate portion of mental attention. These latter are generally of much simpler construction than the former, and it may also be added are less useful. The simplest way of deciding to which of these two classes any calculating machine belongs is to ask its maker whether when the numbers on which it is to operate are placed in the instrument it is capable of arriving at its result by the mere motion of a spring a descending weight or any other constant force if the answer be in the affirmative the machine is really automatic if otherwise it is not self-acting of the various machines i have had occasion to examine many of those for addition and subtraction have been found to be automatic of machines for multiplication and division which have fully come under my examination i cannot at present recall one to my memory as absolutely fulfilling this condition origin of difference engine the earliest idea that I can trace in my own mind of calculating arithmetical tables by machinery arose in this manner. One evening I was sitting in the rooms of the Analytical Society at Cambridge, my head leaning forward on the table in a kind of dreamy mood, with a table of logarithms lying open before me. Another member coming into the room, and seeing me half asleep, called out, "'Well, Babbage!' what are you dreaming about to which i replied i am thinking that all these tables pointing to the logarithms might be calculated by machinery i am indebted to my friend the rev dr robinson the master of the temple for this anecdote the event must have happened either eighteen twelve or eighteen thirteen about eighteen nineteen I was occupied with devising means for accurately dividing astronomical instruments, and had arrived at a plan which I thought was likely to succeed perfectly. I had also at the time been speculating about making machinery to compute arithmetical tables. One morning I called upon the late Dr. Wollaston to consult him about my plan for dividing instruments. On talking over the matter, it turned out that my system was exactly that which had been described by the Duc de Cholnay in the memoirs of the French Academy of Sciences, about fifty or sixty years before. 
i then mentioned my other idea of computing tables by machinery which dr wollaston thought a more promising subject i considered that a machine to execute the mere isolated operations of arithmetic would be comparatively of little value unless it were very easily set to do its work and unless it executed not only accurately but with great rapidity whatever it was required to do addition and carriage on the other hand the method of differences supplied a general principle by which all tables might be computed through limited intervals by one uniform process again the method of differences required the use of mechanism for addition only in order however to ensure accuracy in the printed tables it was necessary that the machine which computed tables should also set them up in type or else supply a mould in which stereotype plates of those tables could be cast i now began to sketch out arrangements for accomplishing the several partial processes which were required the arithmetical part must consist of two distinct processes the power of adding one digit to another and also of carrying the tens to the next digit if it should be necessary the first idea was naturally to add each digit successively this however would occupy much time if the numbers added together consisted of many places of figures the next step was to add all the digits of the two numbers each to each at the same instant but reserving a certain mechanical memorandum wherever a carriage became due these carriages were then to be executed successively having made various drawings i now began to make models of some portions of the machine to see how they would act each number was to be expressed upon wheels placed upon an axis there being one wheel for each figure in the number operated upon having arrived at a certain point in my progress it became necessary to have teeth of a particular form cut upon these wheels as my own lathe was not fit for this job i took the wheels to a wheel cutter at lambeth to whom i carefully conveyed my instructions leaving with him a drawing as his guide unexpected difficulty explained these wheels arrived late one night and the next morning i began putting them in action with my other mechanism when to my utter astonishment i found that they were quite unfit for their task i examined the shape of the teeth compared them with those in the drawings and found they agreed perfectly yet they could not perform their intended work i had been so certain of the truth of my previous reading that i now began to be somewhat uneasy i reflected that if the reasoning about which i had been so certain should prove to have been really fallacious i could then no longer trust the power of my own reason i therefore went over with my wheels to the artist who had formed the teeth in order that i might arrive at some explanation of this extraordinary contradiction on conferring with him it turned out that when he had understood fully the peculiar form of the teeth of wheels he discovered that his wheel-cutting engine had not got amongst its divisions the precise number which i had required he therefore had asked me whether another number which his machine possessed would not equally answer my object i had inadvertently replied in the affirmative 
he then made arrangements for the precise number of teeth i required and the new wheels performed their expected duty perfectly the next step was to devise means for printing the tables to be computed by this machine my first plan was to make it put together movable type I proposed to make metal boxes, each containing 3,000 types of one of the ten digits. These types were to be made to pass out one by one from the bottom of their boxes, when required by the computing part of the machine. Verification of type. But here a new difficulty arose. The attendant who put the types into the boxes might, by mistake, put a wrong type into one or more of them this cause of error i removed in the following manner there are usually certain notches in the side of the type i caused these notches to be so placed that all the types of any given digit possessed the same characteristic notches which no other type had thus when the boxes were filled by passing a small wire down these peculiar notches it would be impeded in its passage if there were included in the row a single wrong figure also if any digit were accidentally turned upside down it would be indicated by the stoppage of the testing wire one notch was reserved as common to every species of type the object of this was that before the types which the difference engine had used for its computation were removed from the iron platform on which they were placed a steel wire should be passed through this common notch and remain there the tables composed of movable types thus interlocked could never have any of their figures drawn out by the adhesion of the inking roller and then by possibility be restored in an inverted order a small block of such figures tied together by a bit of string remained unbroken for several years although it was rather roughly used as a plaything by my children one such box was finished and delivered its type satisfactorily another plan for printing the tables was to place the ordinary printing type round the edges of wheels then as each successive number was produced by the arithmetical part the type wheels would move down upon a plate of soft composition upon which the tabular number would be impressed this mould was formed of a mixture of plaster of paris with other materials so as to become hard in the course of a few hours moulds and copper plate the first difficulty arose from the impression of one tabular number on the mould being distorted by the succeeding one i was not then aware that a very slight depth of impression from the type would be quite sufficient i surmounted the difficulty by previously passing a roller having longitudinal wedge-shaped projections over the plastic material this formed a series of small depressions in the matrix between each line thus the expansion arising from the impression of one line partially filled up the small depression or ditch which occurred between each successive line the various minute difficulties of this kind were successively overcome but subsequent experience has proved that the depth necessary for stereotype moulds is very small and that even thick paper prepared in a peculiar manner is quite sufficient for the purpose another series of experiments were however made for the purpose of punching the computed numbers upon copper plate 
a special machine was contrived and constructed which might be called a coordinate machine because it moved the copper plate and steel punches in the direction of three rectangular coordinates this machine was afterwards found very useful for many other purposes it was in fact a general shaping machine upon which many of the parts of the difference engine were formed several specimens of surface and copper plate printing as well as of the copper plates produced by these means were exhibited at the exhibition of eighteen sixty two i have proposed and drawn various machines for the purpose of calculating a series of numbers forming tables by means of a certain system called the method of differences which it is the object of this sketch to explain the first difference engine with which i am acquainted comprised a few figures and it was made by myself between eighteen twenty and june eighteen twenty two it consisted of from six to eight figures a much larger and more perfect engine was subsequently commenced in eighteen twenty three for the government it was proposed that this latter difference engine should have six orders of differences each consisting of about twenty places of figures and also that it should print the tables it computed a small portion of it which was placed in the international exhibition of eighteen sixty two was put together nearly thirty years ago it was accompanied by various parts intended to enable it to print the results it calculated either as a single copy on paper or by putting together movable types or by stereotype plates taken from moulds punched by the machine or from copper plates impressed by it the parts necessary for the execution of each of these processes were made but these were not at that time attached to the calculating part of the machine a considerable number of the parts by which the printing was to be accomplished as also several specimens of portions of tables punched on the copper and of stereotype moulds were exhibited in a glass case adjacent to the engine edinburgh review in eighteen thirty four dr lardner published in the edinburgh review a very elaborate description of this portion of the machine in which he explained clearly the method of differences it is very singular that two persons one resident in london the other in sweden should both have been struck on reading this review with the simplicity of the mathematical principle of differences as applied to the calculation of tables and should have been so fascinated with it as to have undertaken to construct a machine of the kind mr deacon mr schuitz mr deacon of beaufort house strand whose mechanical skill is well known made for his own satisfaction a small model of the calculating part of such a machine which was shown only to a few friends and of the existence of which i was not aware until after the swedish machine was brought to london mr schuitz an eminent printer at stockholm had far greater difficulties to encounter the construction of mechanism as well as of mathematical part of the question was entirely new to him he however undertook to make a machine having four differences and fourteen places of figures and capable of printing its own tables after many years indefatigable labor 
and an almost ruinous expense aided by grants from his government by the constant assistance of his son and by the support of many enlightened members of the swedish academy he completed his difference engine it was brought to london and some time afterwards exhibited at the great exhibition at paris it was then purchased for the dudley observatory at albany by an enlightened and public-spirited merchant of that city john f rathbone esq an exact copy of this machine was made by Messrs. Donkin and Company for the English government, and is now in use in the Registrar-General's Department at Somerset House. It is very much to be regretted that this specimen of English workmanship was not exhibited in the International Exhibition. Explanation of the Difference Engine Those who are only familiar with ordinary arithmetic may by following out with the pen some of the examples which will be given easily make themselves acquainted with the simple principles on which the difference engine acts arithmetical tables it is necessary to state distinctly at the outset that the difference engine is not intended to answer special questions its object is to calculate and print a series of results formed according to given laws these are called tables many such are in use in various trades for example there are collections of tables of the amount of any number of pounds from one to a hundred pounds of butcher's meat at various prices per pound let us examine one of those tables that is the price of meat five pence per pound we find a table with the first column is the number of pounds and the second column is the price the number of pounds being one the first row the price is five pence the second row two pounds ten pence three pounds one shilling three pence four pounds one shilling eight pence five pounds two shillings one pence there are two ways of computing this table first we might have multiplied the number of pounds in each line by five the price per pound and have put down the result in pound shilling pence as in the second column or second we might have put down the price of one pound which is five pence and have added five pence for each succeeding pound let us now examine the relative advantages of each plan we shall find that if we had multiplied each number of pounds in the table by five and put down the resulting amount then every number in the table would have been computed independently if therefore an error had been committed it would not have affected any but the single tabular number at which it had been made on the other hand if a single error had occurred in the system of computing by adding five at each step any such error would have rendered the whole of the rest of the table untrue differences thus the system of calculating by differences which is the easiest is much more liable to error it has on the other hand this great advantage that is that when the table has been so computed if we calculate its last term directly and if it agreed with the last term found by the continual addition of five 
we shall then be quite certain that every term throughout is correct. In the system of computing each term directly, we possess no such check upon our accuracy. Now the table we have been considering is in fact merely a table whose first difference is constant and equal to five. If we express it in pence, it becomes a table where the first row, first column, is five, and the second column is the first difference of five, and the second row, first column, is ten, and the first difference in the second column is five, the third row, first column, fifteen. The first difference is a difference of five in the second column, the fourth row, first column, twenty with a difference of five in the second column the fifth row is twenty-five any machine therefore which could add one number to another and at the same time retain the original number called the first difference for the next operation would be able to compute all such tables groups of marbles let us now consider another form of table which might readily occur to a boy playing with his marbles or to a young lady with the balls of her solitaire board the boy may place a row of his marbles on the sand at equal distances from each other he might then beginning with the second place two other marbles under each he might then beginning with the third place three other marbles under each group and so on commencing always one group later and making the addition one marble more each time the several groups would stand thus arranged he will not fail to observe that he has thus formed a series of triangular groups each group having an equal number of marbles in each of its three sides also that the side of each successive group contains one more marble than that of its preceding group now an inquisitive boy would naturally count the numbers in each group and he would find them thus one three six ten fifteen twenty one he might also want to know how many marbles the thirteenth or any other distant group might contain perhaps he might go to papa to obtain this information but i much fear papa would snub him and would tell him that it was nonsense, that it was useless, that nobody knew the number, and so forth. But if the boy is told by Papa that he is not able to answer the question, then I recommend him to pay careful attention to whatever that father may at any time say, for he has overcome two of the greatest obstacles to the acquisition of knowledge, inasmuch as he possesses the consciousness that he does not know and he has the moral courage to avow it footnote the most remarkable instance i have ever met with one of distinctness with which any individual perceived the exact boundary of his own knowledge was that of the late dr wollaston End of footnote. if papa fail to inform him let him go to mamma who will not fail to find means to satisfy her darling's curiosity in the meantime, the author of this sketch will endeavor to lead his young friend to make use of his own common sense for the purpose of becoming better acquainted with the triangular figures he has formed with his marbles.
second difference constant in the case of the table of the price of butcher's meat it was obvious that it could be formed by adding the same constant difference continually to the first term now suppose we place the numbers of our groups of marbles in a column as we did our prices of various weights of meat instead of adding a certain difference as we did in the former case let us subtract the figures representing each group of marbles from the figures of the succeeding group in the table the process will stand thus a table of three columns the first column is the number of marbles in each group the second column is the first difference the difference between the number of marbles in each group and that in the next the third column is the second difference first row number of the group is one number of marbles in each group is one the difference between the number of marbles in each group and that in the next is one and the second difference is one the second row the number of the group is two the number of marbles in each group is three the difference between the number of marbles in each group and that in the next is two the second difference is one the third row the number of marbles in each group is six the difference between the number of marbles in each group and that in the next is three the second difference is one the fourth group contains ten marbles the difference is four the second difference is one the fifth group fifteen marbles difference of five second difference one the sixth group twenty-one marbles the first difference six the seventh group twenty-eight marbles the difference seven it is usual to call the third column thus formed the column of first differences it is evident in the present instance that that column represents the natural numbers but we already know that the first difference of the natural numbers is constant and equal to unity it appears therefore that a table of these numbers representing the group of marbles might be constructed to any extent by mere addition using the number one as the first number of the table the number one as the first difference and also the number one as the second difference which last always remains constant now as we could find the value of any given number of pounds of meat directly without going through all the previous part of the table so by a somewhat different rule we can find at once the value of any group whose number is given thus if we require the number of marbles in the fifth group proceed thus take the number of the group five add one to this number it becomes six multiply these numbers together thirty divide the product by two fifteen this gives fifteen the number of marbles in the fifth group if the reader will take the trouble to calculate with his pencil the five groups given above he will soon perceive the general truth of this rule we have now arrived at the fact that this table like that of the price of butcher's meat can be calculated by two different methods by the first 
each number of the table is calculated independently by the second the truth of each number depends upon the truth of all the previous numbers end of part one end of section five